What's up, fellow freaks? I'm Zach, your host of the Ox Podcast, bringing you a daily dose of uncensored wisdom, 10 minutes or less, no bullshit, no topic off limits. If any episode of the Ox has made your life better in some small way, please take a few seconds to send this podcast to someone else. The best way to spread love is to share what you love. Now, without further ado, let's dive in. Six tips for better sleep, and it's backed by science. So these tips are from sleep scientist Matt Walker, who has a great TED Talk called Sleep is Your Superpower on YouTube, and I highly recommend going to check it out. He also put out a shorter video on his YouTube channel where he goes over six tips for better sleep, and I thought it would be good to talk about those tips here and and some personal experience that I've had with the scientific approach that Matt Walker has, I can at least offer some experiential insight on some of the things that have helped me sleep. And I hope that it may be helpful for you too. So without further further ado, here are six tips for better sleep. Number one is regularity. So going to bed at the same time and waking up at the same time. I can attest that this has been the most important aspect of the good sleep that I've gotten. I believe Matt Walker even says that regularity is king above all other things. Going to bed at the same time and waking up at the same time is the most important part of my routine because it's a signal for my body to go to sleep and and start to get into that sleep mode. And when you go to bed at the same time every night and you wake up at the same time every morning, your body starts to expect sleep. And this is something that I did not do a good job of in college because this my schedule was so erratic with class and baseball and going out and partying. And now that I'm living a, a more professional life, even though I don't uh, feel like an adult, in many ways, but I, but I do have much more regularity in my schedule and I go to bed about 10, 10 30 every single night and I wake up at 6 a.m. And that consistency has allowed me to get really good sleep where before I, I was just not regulating it as well. And having that consistent time whether it's on the weekdays or the weekends, that's important. And and, it, and it's hard to do. And I'm not saying you can't have nights where you go out and you stay out till 2, 3 a.m. and you sleep till 11. Of course, I, I do that occasionally. But most of the time, I would say, you know, 90, 95% of the time, I'm going to bed within a half hour of that window. And even now when I don't set alarms, I just went this past week without setting an alarm and I still wake up around that time anyway. My body just naturally starts to get up around between 6 and 7 a.m. now that I'm used to getting up and I and I start to get tired around 9 a.m. or sorry, 9 p.m., 9:30 p.m. and it's like my body's telling me, "All right, like, you know, we've been up for 17 hours, like time to go to fucking sleep." And so regularity is king. Number two is keep it cool. This 
has also been super important for me. Like many people, I can't sleep when it's hot. I would rather be freezing in my room. I grew up in a freezing household because my dad, for some reason, likes to set the the thermostat at, at 60 degrees. Sometimes it was in the 50s. I'm not even joking. I've woken up. I didn't even know it was possible to have your thermostat set in the 50s. And I remember I woke up one morning. It was like 58 degrees. I was like, what the fuck? But <laughs> I grew up in a household where my dad constantly keeps it cold 60 62 degrees which is which is really cold for a house but my I got used to that and I, and I like when it is really cold when I go to bed cuz I can always put more layers on top of me I can always get in a sweatshirt or sweatpants put more layers on and go to bed it is so hard to get comfortable when you're too hot because once you're naked once you take everything off that's it. That's that's the layers. So it is what it is. So keeping it cool is important. Matt Walker recommends about 65 degrees for the ideal bedroom temperature. Obviously, that's not a guide. Uh, that's just a guideline. It's not a rule for everyone. But 65 degrees is what he recommends because your body needs to drop about three degrees Fahrenheit to fall asleep and stay asleep. Number three is darkness. Now, I I could probably do a better job with this because I don't have blackout curtains. And the times when I have had blackout curtains, I sleep so well. I've been down in Miami this past week and there are blackout curtains in the, the hotel room. And I definitely feel like I can fall asleep more quickly and and stay asleep for longer because of the darkness and it's not super light in my room but once the sun starts to come up even though many times I'm up before the sun especially over the the fall and winter where where it comes up after 6 a.m I do notice a difference in darkness and darkness also triggers melatonin which regulates the timing of your sleep so so darkness I would say if you can get blackout curtains but if not just had just have something uh have your room dark too before bed in addition to the curtains don't you know be chilling in bed with all your lights on 20 minutes before you go to sleep if you're gonna read or something like that try to do it on a a kindle or with uh red or blue red colored light is good for helping you go to sleep so so do it reading with red light or reading on a kindle where it's not stressing your eyes and make sure that your curtains are are good enough to actually keep the room dark. Number four is walking it out. Matt Walker recommends that if you're lying in bed for over 25 minutes and you can't fall asleep, go do something else that doesn't involve a screen like walking or stretching or listening to something and then return to your bed only when you're sleepy. The reason for this is he says that when you lie awake in bed, you're creating a pattern in your brain where you're, you are, your brain and your body is associating awakeness with your bed. And you don't want to be awake in your bed because you don't want that pattern. When you hit your bed, you want to fall asleep quickly. And when you start to wake up, you want to get out of your bed. You don't want to spend a lot of awake time in your bed. So if you go more than 25 minutes lying awake, Something I do is I I get out of bed and I might listen to a podcast on the couch in another room or, or, you know, walk around 
outside or walk around my apartment. Maybe I'll go stretch on the, the floor in the living room. I'll do something without a screen and, you know, just just get out of my bed because sometimes you try to overthink it. You try to make yourself fall asleep, which has the opposite effect. And then you get anxious that you're not falling asleep and you think you're never going to go to bed that night. And this like whole cycle of sleep cluster fuck starts to build in your brain. So something th- th- this has definitely worked for me. If I'm lying awake for more than 25, 30 minutes, get out of your bed Go take a hot shower. That's something that's been great for me too. Is I'll, I'll I'll go in the shower, take a hot shower, go back to bed, and I, that makes me pass out like a baby. And that also combined with li- maybe listening to t- ten or fifteen minutes of a podcast puts me right to sleep. So experiment with that. Get out of your bed, do something, go stretch, and don't spend a lot of time lying awake in your bed because you're you're lying awake in your bed, lying awake in your bread. Uh, that shows where my brain's at right now. Your your brain starts to associate staying awake with being in bed and you want to break that cycle. Number five is monitoring alcohol and caffeine. I stop drinking caffeine around 2 p.m. every day and that works for me. Some people are much more sensitive where if they drink afternoon, they can't fall asleep. Some people have a higher caffeine tolerance or their body processes it better and they can drink a cup of coffee at five o'clock, six o'clock and and fall asleep by 10. For me, it's around two. I've noticed that if I have coffee later in the day, it affects my sleep cycle. Also alcohol. A lot of people think that a lot of people think that it helps you fall asleep. It actually disrupts your sleep cycle and affects your ability to fall into deep sleep. So while you may think you're helping yourself pass out with a glass or two of wine, which I've definitely done before, um, it, it doesn't, it, it, it's, if you can go without it, if, if you want to enjoy a glass of wine, enjoy a glass of wine. But if you're using it to fall asleep, there are better ways to do that. And using the tips that I've, that I'm going over in that Matt Walker talks about so if you if you want a glass of wine have, have a glass of wine go for it but if you're doing it to help yourself fall asleep i wouldn't rely on that because it's going to affect your ability to fall into deep sleep and so i try to avoid caffeine about six to eight hours before bed alcohol if i'm going out and drinking it's just like fuck it i just accept that my sleep is not going to be great that night i don't go out and drink heavily that often so it's not a huge factor in my life but it does disrupt your sleep cycle and you should know that Number six is having a wind down routine. For me, I don't look at my screen about an hour before bed. I'm not watching TV. I'm not on my my phone. The only thing I ever do on my phone before bed is listening to a podcast, but I don't have to look at my screen for that. I can just chill in bed with my AirPods, turn on the podcast and put on my red Philips Hue lights. And that rocks me to sleep like a fucking baby for you whatever it is, find a relaxing routine. Maybe you want to stretch 15, 20 minutes before bed. Maybe you want to read a book 30 minutes before bed. Maybe you want to go for a walk outside and a nice walk at night, wherever it is, start, start to develop a wind down routine where you're making a connection that, okay, my body's doing this. And so I am starting to get tired. And if you do, if you have the same wind down routine every single day, after a few weeks, your body and brain are going to start to build a connection where you start to 
you, you do the activity and it's like you're training your body to fall asleep. You, oh, okay. I'm listening to a podcast in my living room chair. I do this before I go to bed every night. Now my body starts to feel sleepy when I listen to a podcast. I stretch 20 minutes before bed every night. Okay, now I'm stretching. My body's starting to feel sleepy. I read a book every night. My body's starting to feel sleepy. So it's like you're training your body to get into that mode. Those are the six tips. And I can tell you from experience that they have all been very helpful. I need to incorporate some of these more into my routine. So this has also been a good reminder for me. Just to recap, number one is regularity, going to the bed, going to bed at the same time, waking up at the same time. Number two is keep it cool. Matt Walker recommends 65 degrees Fahrenheit. Number three is keep it dark. Number four is walk it out if you're lying in bed for over 25 minutes get out of your bed and go do something. Number five is monitor your alcohol and caffeine intake. And number six is have a wind down routine. I'll see you guys next time.